0: This is CliffCentral.com oh,
1: Wow, wow. Can we just say props to our, uh, our producer? Props, Dunks! Yeah, we gotta, We got to give props to Duncan. I props, mean- D.W. Duncan finally gets us. Thanks so much to G Man, Gareth Cliff, and the gang. Back again tomorrow, 6 until 9. Sanbonan Nongke, welcome to the show. It is, frankly speaking, 9 to 11 with Rory Sang, Shabalala, and Andrew Levy. Rory? Bote? It's funny because before the, the show started, Rory was like really excited. He's like ready to go. He's got all his notes, he's got his laptop set up. It was it was actually fantastic. The only thing he didn't have was a mic in before front of him, change. which was a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> You need that, Rory, if you're yeah. gonna speak on radio. How yeah. you doing, man? I'm good, Holmes. How are you? I'm alright. I'm alright.
2: Yeah. I'm alright. What's happening, man? That's like sheesh. The burning been a, it's been UC, a week. UCT is burning down, burning down, burning down. Yeah, is this a new fairy tale or something? UCT is burning down.
1: <laughs> I wanna see how you end that. My fair lady. <laughs> UCT is burning. Uh interesting that they've gone to Smuts Hall and taken out Ish, all the rubbish there. this. what's wrong with it? Ish,
2: I don't know. I might I might drop a few notches on the work scale. But I just don't I don't so I, the struggle I agree with. Is real. Yes. But... Housing is now needed. Now burning, burning artifacts and so on, I, I don't know. Although a friend of mine said, Look, uh, here's the, the the brutal and sad fact of, uh, of, of, of everything. Is that uh, those ashes, the value of those ashes is getting the attention... Of, oh, the value of those ashes in getting the attention of the institution and ours... Far supersedes the value of the artifacts to the annals of S- South African history. There'll always be another monument to the oppressor. <laughs> wow. So I don't know. I I I need to I I need to formulate a, a, a solid opinion on that. But my
1: first instinct is no. All right. Well, this week's been fascinating. I mean, in the last two weeks, we've really had a a a good show. A good series happening in South Africa. We had Concord Tuesday. We had Sona Thursday, where EFF just threw away the, you know, just left. Bye bye. Uh, no, no, no. That's this week. And then this week, yesterday, we had bye bye, bye bye, bye bye. Um, and then we also had Zuma, Zuma. What what was it called? Zuma Planet, like Planet Zuma. Planet Zuma. Uh, that was a higher grade, but uh, like. Planet Zuma. And, uh, so from so, a marketing perspective, so you know are just we should not getting it.
2: <laughs> you, you know what we should do? We should give each other a biscuit every time. Every time we, we every time we say something nasty about the deer. it's not good. But planet that, that's like that's such a higher grade speech. Parallel universe. I'm like, who are you talking to? Parallel universe. Who exactly are you talking to? You live on a parallel universe, it's Jacob. Planet Zuma. Like. Okay. You know, just come and tell us, you know, that, like Julius, I think nailed it, right? Three things that define your legacy, Mr. President. He didn't even say your pre- Mr. President, he said that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they've dropped all the, the, the nice Mr. <laughs> presidents and Mr. I was watching speeches over the years from 2009 and it's interesting how formal everyone is and then how informal they get. I mean, at the turn of the speech, did you hear that one EFF guy just telling him to sit down? Zubter, sit down. I'm talking now. Sit sit down, Mr. Zupta. Sit down. I want to. It's tough, man. And you know,
2: you can't help but imagine how Zuma goes to bed at night and just, you know, does this affect him or does he just get on with things? He's like, ah, you know what? I've been in politics for a very long time. We've seen these things before. It doesn't phase me. Um,. Uh, these are young boys. About, yeah, yeah, think, thinking young about boys. thinking about today's show. Uh, can we afford another three years of the Zuma presidency? Uh, the, it was a Financial Mail article uh, that was looking at this and saying essentially that uh, you know z- z- might Zuma fall, and they say that Zuma is by all all accounts an unhappy, insecure, and increasingly isolated. Is that even true?
1: We are going to be speaking to a whole bunch of people on this topic uh, around. Can we last as South Africa for another three years of Mr. Jacob Zuma? We're going to speak to Marion Merton. She's the Daily Maverick parliamentary correspondent. We also got Chris Vick. He's always a loud mouth. Um, we're speaking to him. He's from Mistra and as well as Prince Machele. Of course, your comments are also welcome. Oh eight six one five five one eight nine. this
0: parliament. Your legacy can be summed up into three things. Mushiniwam. There is no case against me. Nkandla. I never took up a penny. Guptas. He made a serious error when he appointed Van Ruyen as a minister of finance to appease the Guptas and in doing so wiped out almost 700 billion rand of wealth in South Africa. The president remained silent. We can tonight... Discuss the job of one man. There's no money that I'm going to be paying back. Or we can discuss the jobs of 8.3 million. Even if we are discussing very serious matters, a man stand up, point of order, yes? They do not get any living wage and they do not qualify for houses, cars, clothes and education for their children. In cancer, was a church hey. We cannot respect a man personally responsible for the building of Nkandla and the firing of Ngandla. A broken president, a broken country, my babo, <laughs> because if he was an honorable man, he would do the honorable thing and resign. Give us a mandate, Msholos, to handle your exit in a dignified manner further and to avoid another embarrassing sitting president, scoring own goals. He has stolen from us, oh, no, he has collapsed members. the economy of South Africa, he has made this country a joke, and after that, he has laughed at us. We cannot allow Zuma oh, yeah. to do as he wishes in this country. We are not going to allow that. With we are doing... Of- we sh- are doing what we are doing because we do not recognize the him the black as rock. our president. Remove he the He is members not who have our
3: president. Him.
1: And that is how it ended last week.
2: And that is how we begin. Mm. <laughs> As, Ko, as Koleka Putuma said, we will try to leave our wretchedness at the door as we deal with this particular issue jeez
1: I don't know if we will the, you know what's so funny when you hear that Zuptuma's four, the only thing I think about is that sign linguist and her beautiful <laughs> signing of Zuptimus four she like went into a bit of a dance. it was fantastic. I love that that was absolutely brilliant. Do? So that's how we uh, start the show today. It is uh can South Africa last another 3 years of Zuma? We're going to speak to a whole bunch of people, expert opinions. What are your opinions though, Rory, before we get into Marion here Merton. What do you think will can South Africa last? I mean, we It's a problem, could.
2: man. We we're seeing the effects. The question is is whether this is exclusively Zuma? Or if this is, you know, one, it's inherited from, let's say, Mbeki and even Nelson Mandela and Zuma is just having to deal with all of these things that those guys never dealt with. Mm -hmm. Two, whether this is just global issues that are affecting us and affecting other countries as well because we like to think that this is just happening in South Africa. But is this maybe just something that's happening across the world? And poor Zuma finds himself in the middle of this. So it will be interesting to look and say, you know... Uh, will we survive? We've we've seemed to survive so far. So what 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 would the difference be at this stage?
1: It is an interesting question around inheritance and and what Zuma inherited. He he likes to point that out every now and again. And not even Mandela. We're talking apartheid. And and to some extent, I actually agree with him. There is a lot of apartheid legacies um, that that the ANC government inherited over from 1994. Huge amounts of debt that we had to pay back that we didn't. We just didn't. Because the apartheid government knew that they were crumbling. So there is a bit of that, but I mean, for example, December 9th, when the JSC lost a staggering 169 billion rand, just got wiped, wiped. That is not an, that is not an inheritance. Mm. That's not a legacy. Mm. That's you. That's him. That, that is Eric. you.
2: Hey it's a, so today we 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 look we look at three things so we we want to speak to people who might defend jacob Zuma there's so many people that defend him right that really say that this guy has done nothing wrong and we might just dismiss them and say you're crazy but maybe let's hear them out is there is there a valid reason? Is there something that we're not seeing or that we're just oblivious to about why the ANC Women's League, for example, would support him even with their buttocks, as uh, <laughs> Nomvula Mokonyane once uh, said she would? Um, so we look at that, we analyse the Zuma presidency, and just try and understand what the impact has been, uh, you know, of of the Zuma presidency. Uh, what exactly has been good about it? What what's been bad about it? And is Jacob Zuma indeed a liability? And then finally, we look, at if he is not to survive the three years, um, what are some of the ways in which he could go out, right? There's a number of different ways. There's a the vote of no confidence, and we've heard the DA try to put that forward a few times. There's impeachment that's recently come up. There's a the recall, as President Mbeki uh, Found was, was recalled. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the coup d'etat. Uh, which happens in other African countries uh, quite a lot every now and then. And then, of course, there's an assassination. And before you think we're making that up, don't forget there was a poison plot uncovered last year. And uh, one of the prime suspects in that was uh, one of, 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 of the president's wives. So, hey, is it even a possibility? Let's, let's let's have a chat to people who know more than we do
1: and find out. Of course, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up on WeChat at Cliff Central. You can uh, let us know what your thoughts are and uh, we'll read some of those thoughts out and ask questions as well. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Get in on this conversation. It is a dialogue. We are having dialogues that South Africans need to have. Uh, we start with Marion Merton. She is the Daily Maverick senior parliamentary correspondent uh, reporting live from Cape Town this morning. Marion, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? We are very, very good here in Johannesburg. Um, you have been following all the parliamentary antics that have been going on. We're asking, can Zuma last another three years What's your feeling about the ANC caucus at the moment?
4: It's a difficult question, but if you had a look at some of the faces that were sitting in the ANC benches yesterday, very somber, very quiet. Now, Parliament is a very interesting little place. You know, people get up on their feet, they interject, they make points of order. And it's not just the economic freedom fighters that do that. For me, the thing that really, really sticks out from yesterday's opening first day of the Sona parliamentary debate is that absolutely nobody from the ANC benches made an intervention, be it a point of order or, you know, you can get up and say, um, will the speaker take a question, which is, of course, that lovely parliamentary tool to interrupt somebody on the podium. And for a significant chunk of time, ESF leader Julius Malema stood at the podium, uninterrupted, dishing it out. Or, as a colleague here was saying yesterday, he was slaying. <laughs> but and Ma- nobody said anything. Marian,
2: are you going to stand up when you're clearly seeing that Mbalula's already been exposed? You're like, ooh, if I stand up, he's going to dish my stuff. <laughs> are you are you about to stand up when you see that this guy's brought the dirt and he's ready to throw it?
4: But of course you do. In terms of parliament and parliamentary rules, you get up, you interject, you oh. try and break the speaker's flow. <laughs> None of that happened when Julius Malema was talking. I think there was one or two interjections when uh, DA leader Musi Maimane was on the podium with his uh, Planet Zuma speech. Mm. I thought that was very, very telling. Of course, right at the end, Speaker uh, Baleka Mbete tried to say that uh, Julius Malema's speech will be uh, expunged from Hansa, we don't know what rule she was talking about. Um, Look, I've spent a couple of years down here. I'm not familiar with a rule like that. Um, So we're waiting with bated breath to to hear. Uh, As far as I know, there is no such rule. Mm. And what should have happened is that somebody should have stood up and said, the Honorable Malema must bring a substantive motion, et cetera, et cetera, and and nobody did. Mm, And I think this is really, it's always difficult to say unprecedented in this time, but it has certainly been very, very interesting. Now, Mm. what one makes out of that in terms of your discussion regarding the president's uh, stay for three years or not, that, of course, I think we will all be watching very, very carefully. But certainly, um, day one of of the parliamentary sonar debate, what happened on on the ANC benches, the silence. And also, very interestingly, if you look at the speakers yesterday, they were all largely ministers, premiers. You know, those are people that hold their office. Mm. Well, certainly ministers and deputy ministers hold their posts at the pleasure of of the president in in the executive. And one can argue, politically speaking, you know, there's certain reasons certain people become premiers. So that was very interesting also to
2: observe. Marianne, let's go back to the actual Mm. State of the Nation address. Um, You're speaking about the silence uh, yesterday. Um, Did you get a sense, because it looked as if when, 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 when Zuma walked into parliament and everybody, or at least the ANC guys, were standing up and some even applauding, um, that uh, the the police minister and uh, seemed very somber and didn't even smile or anything like that. Uh, was this has this been just a, a thing that's carried on since uh, since uh, the state of the nation? Are we are we getting and and having observed a number of different states of the nation uh, addresses, um, state of the nation addresses? Is this uh, was this a very different mood uh, compared to the other the other state of the nation
4: addresses? Mm-hmm. Most definitely a very, very different mood, yes. I, I would agree with you. Look, there is this thing about protocol and traditions. It's become the norm that when the president walks in, everybody stands up, everybody applauds, even before a word is said. It's it's just one of those parliamentary niceties that, that kind of happen. I mean, uh, the president walks in to answer questions in the House, the same thing happens. But certainly the the kind of, Liveliness, the kind of joys, all of that has gone. And, and I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, Parliament for, for just about two years had a series of committees to deal with the Inkandla debacle. Um, the President was absolved of having to repay anything in a, in, in at least two reports. And of course, um, there was also the Joint Standing Committee of Intelligence, which Even before that said, no, it's all the contractors' fault. So then the constitutional court argument happened. And the president's lawyer says, well, you know, the remedial actions, the public protector's findings really Mm. ought to have been followed. And if nobody wanted to follow them, then the report should have been taken to court. And, 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 you know, there is precedent of that. And it was quite interesting...
2: it, it was quite interesting to see just how council for parliament and even for the police ministry seemed to just struggle and fumble through all of that. Uh, Marion, let's let's talk about just the defence of Zuma for a bit. Uh, mm. We 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 speak as if it's just a foregone conclusion that you know Zuma is a is a compromised and wounded man. But let's let's speak about these people and these elements and so on that are still very supportive of Jacob Zuma. And let's understand, if we were to put ourselves in in their shoes for a bit, what exact where is this coming from? In in a time where it almost feels like there is nobody, including the people that were sitting in Parliament yesterday in the ANC benches, willing to stand up in defense of Zuma, there are those that say we will stand by Zuma no matter what.
4: What is it
2: that they know that we don't?
4: Can I take you back perhaps? To, 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 to a little event. It happened uh, about three years ago. Um, at the ANC 2012 Mangaung Conference, um, the chief whip of the ANC, Matula Mocheha, at the time, did not make it back to the National Executive Committee of the ANC. Now, of course, the NEC is the ANC's top decision making structure between its national conferences. There was a lot of speculation immediately afterwards. Will he lose his position as chief whip? Will he be gone? Will the ANC redeploy him? Nothing happened. The speculation died down. Mm. Mm. In June that uh, 2013 ANC secretary general Gwede Mantashe arrived was in parliament, there was a media briefing. Where it was announced, Matola Mocheka would now return to the backbenches. He will no longer be chief whip. Yeah. At that media conference, Gwede Mantasha did say that. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was words to the effect as, for as long as the ANC is being criticised, we will not act because we don't want to be seen to be acting on the back of criticism. Wow, mm. that is something that has just with me, mm. because it has also happened, if you take your mind back uh, a couple of years ago, there was this horrible, horrible, horrible death of these children in one of the councils out in Pumalanga. There were issues around council, educators, water tanker contracts. You know, nothing happened until several months later when the ANC stepped in and literally redeployed the speaker. The mayor, and I think it was the chief whip in that council. So there's a pattern and there's a, there's, a, there's a habit on how to deal with this thing. So we shouldn't be surprised that at this stage there are people that will defend Jacob Zuma. And it's been written about, and there's anecdotal and there's other, other evidence. One of the things that, that remains a fact, at least until the 2017 ANC. National Conference is that the current NEC of the ANC is pretty much loaded with people who have can one say hooked their wagon to Jacob Zuma? Mm, it sounds nice, a little Very bit, nice. It, it very nice. Very nice. You know, and so it is a very pro-president NEC. Um, also, most, if not all, ministers are in that ANC. So now we're stepping back and we're looking at some of the dynamics that underlie uh, what we're seeing. And it becomes very interesting, I think, going forward to see how, are, where are the little changes happening. We, for example, in December, in the wake of the, the, the finance minister's musical chairs, we had people stalwart coming out We've had uh, Halema Motlante, the former president, uh, gave a, uh, an in-depth interview to Business Day speaking out. So we have all of these things happening, but we need to watch where this is going. Will things fundamentally change within the ANC?
1: Marin, I, I want I want to just uh, pick up on a point that you're saying there. Sorry to interrupt you. There, there, no. there is um this this Financial Mail uh, article is absolutely fantastic, and if you haven't got a copy, I never read the Financial Mail, so I'm feeling very <laughs> proud of myself that I've actually been able to understand some of this uh, this article. Uh, but interestingly enough, we spoke about the NEC. 88 uh, standing members of the the NEC. 100 if you count the guys that aren't aren't mm. supposedly directly involved. A lot of them are, are Zuma supporters. They've had their, their bread buttered, as as to say. But there seems to be a little bit of a movement away from that, hasn't there? I mean, there's, there have been these calls of what's, what's known in the Zuma legacy as the Premier League. And uh, that's a whole bunch of provincial barons that Zuma now turns to for support. Um, and that's specifically to open up the door for the Gupta family. Um, the NEC has been quite critical of of the Gupta family. We saw it in the Lachotla, at the ANC Lachotla this year again the Gupta family came up. Um, But at the Provincial level, it seems like it's it's all you know all hands on deck and anyone can play. Um, and we saw two big uh, crucial movements on this. Mosabenziswane, he's now the mining minister. He was moved up, and then of course last year David van Royen who was also a political provincial baron, also moved up into into national duties. Is there some kind of movement there? Do we are we starting to see a little bit of of change in the NEC, or or is it quite fixed? And and those you know those are continuing supporters of Zoomer.
4: Oh, welcome to some of the behind-the-scenes and not-so-behind-the-scenes the <laughs> machinations within the governing party. Thank
1: you so much. No, it's let- taken me a little while to get there, but now I'm happy I'm here.
4: <laughs> Look, I mean, it, it's absolutely fascinating that you mentioned that. Of course, Puey de the ANC Secretary General at the National General Counsel last year said there is no such structure as the Premier, official structure as the Premier League. But you know, of course, the nature of lobby groups like the Premier League is that they are not official. And you're quite correct. Um, It's the Premiers of Northwest uh, Mpumalanga and um, they've, sorry, they've, they've gotten together. They are actually seen largely in support of, of, of President Jacob Suma. And there is the word that they were key in making sure that the ANC Youth League presidential elections went a certain way and ditto with the Women's League. And you're very correct. Um, we've had uh, 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 so the mining minister, uh, Zwane coming from the C state, part of the, the Premier League, now in national cabinet. We've had uh, Des van Rooyen, uh, he prefers Des, apparently, not David. Now the minister of the uh, coming from, from his associations with the North. I would like to say that we mustn't forget him for Um David Maslobo, he's been state security minister since the 2014 election. He was an NEC in that province. He became member of the National Cabinet. And uh, Mr. Mastrobo has been quietly moving up in the ranks. He's joined the NEC, and he's now part of the National Working Committee, and he's around everywhere, uh, it seems. Mm. So, yes, but in terms of ANC and broader ANC-aligned politics with the South African Communist Party and also with COSATU, the Labour Federation, it's interesting. Not everybody is is is, is uh, positively predisposed towards the Premier League. So for example, the SACP has made some rather harsh comments about them, but that's all part and parcel of the inter tripartite alliance politics. And I suspect we can see a lot more of that.
2: Let, uh, so so let's let's just talk as well, just specifically. I think the one I find most curious uh, is the ANC Women's League, which in October last year marched in defence of Jacob Zuma, um, and who in men, uh, Jacob Zuma, who in many ways could be regarded as the poster boy of patriarchy in South Africa. Mm. Uh, so, so, what do these women know that the rest of the country just appears to be oblivious to right now? It it seems that it's the women that are standing up in greatest defence. By the way. Uh, this is the same women's league in which his uh, scorned ex-wife, Nkosa Zanat Lamini Zuma, is is a member of the NEC. What is it that he has on them, or what do they, what do they know about this man? I, I'm actually hoping you might give us something that says, you know what, what we don't realize is Zuma is actually a very good... Da da da. What is it exactly that it's
1: a very good da da da.
2: <laughs> what is it? it because that's because it's be very easy match. to it's very easy to jump into this very blindly saying Zuma is bad and whatever but is there good in this man that is just keeping him up uh as as a leader?
4: Wow, that's a huge question. <laughs> um look, I mean I think it's in in politics. Um, as in life it's it's very difficult to categorically say person X is good, person X is Y. I mean one of the things certainly President Zuma is is a master at is you know, the the networks, uh binding people together and moving forward on the back and you know, it's a it's a it's a very subtle subtle game of politics. I almost said game of thrones, but yeah, mm. not quite. <laughs> Oh, it with is a, a Game League? of Thrones. It
1: definitely is. <laughs> There's as much Look, pornography in the, in the government as there is in Game of Thrones. It's great.
4: <laughs> listen, with the Women's League, I'm afraid I'm a little stumped. Um, the Women's League traditionally, historically, uh, in previous conferences, including at uh, at Polokwani in 2007, has always supported Chez Kizuma for president. Um However, it's a little bit more nuanced because the Women's League certainly has come out quite strongly that they would like to see a woman president uh, coming up next. Now, it's interesting because, you know, there's a tradition, um, and I'm not saying traditions are unbreakable. They are most definitely breakable. But there's a tradition that, you know, the ANC party president will then become um, up for nomination. And, of course, the ANC has the numbers in the National Assembly, which, which votes on the president. And the deputy of the party will become the next president. All of that now seems to be up in the air. And I'm afraid to say we'll have to watch and wait and see exactly what unfolds over the next 22 months before we get to the ANC National Conference at the end of 2017. Um, and we need to watch for shifts and moves and who goes with whom, and it will most probably be very interesting time.
1: Marion, uh, before we let you go, uh, thank you so much for, for speaking to us for, for such a long time. Do you, do you think that Zuma will last out the three years that he has left within, within, his, within his term? Or will we see, and if, if not, do you th- which of the options do you think will be used against him? Will it be his internal, the ANC, mm. recalling him? Will it be the vote of no confidence? Will it be an impeachment? Mm. What, what are your thoughts?
4: Look, they say poli- uh, a week in politics is a long time, so three years is an eternity. Um, these things are terribly difficult to, 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 to judge. Right now, The mood here at Parliament, and I think we saw that yesterday in the House, there's a struggle going on. Uh, The president has the opportunity on Thursday afternoon to try and galvanize and give a blistering attack that might inspire. Um, If I were to speculate, and it is speculation because in politics nothing is certain, up until December 2017, I don't think we're going to see a move. I think there's enough support through the structures, through the networks, through the patronage networks, through the lobby groups like the Premier League. It'll be tough, uh, no doubt about that. It could all change in December 2017 ANC conference. If there is a new party president, basically President Zuma will remain as head of state, two centers of power. We know what happened with uh, President Thabo Mbeki in 2008. But whatever happens, the move will come from the ANC. Um, you know, Maimane, the DA leader, Julius Malema, the ESF leader, and uh, uh, Holomisa from the UDM, he has repeatedly called on President Zuma to resign with dignity those calls are not going to be acceded to.
1: Marion, any any uh, fireworks we should be expecting today and obviously in Zuma's reply tomorrow?
4: We'll watch. We'll see. You know, of course, on day one of the parliamentary debate, we have all the big guns coming up, all the party leaders like Maimane and Malema. We've also had IFP leader Mangosutu Buthelezi. Day two, the focus changes slightly and it's the opportunity to for some of the younger MPs so it could be it could go either way and of course I think we will all watch Thursday afternoon it it will be a test for the president to respond in a way that he can reclaim possibly some of the ground ceded to opposition parties
1: Marion, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. It's Marion Merton. She is the Daily Mavericks Senior Parliamentary Correspondent. I wish you all the best uh, in the proceedings today and tomorrow. And thank you so much for chatting to us. Hey, that is a very sprightly young lady for, 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 uh, you know, a a normally boring job. Have you heard Gay Davis? She looks like she's about to pass away. She's so bored normally. It's like these are the two days or week that you actually want to be a parliamentary correspondent. Someone else who is uh, quite fiery. Uh, in, in social media and has a lot to say, whether it's worth its weight in gold is another thing is Mr. Chris Vick. Uh, he also is a, he even calls himself a spin doctor. He's a spin doctor. Um, and he used to be in government. He used to be Tokyo's spin doctor. Now he doesn't, uh, reveal who his clients are, but I think we know, um, Chris, good morning to you.
5: Uh, Good morning, compatriots, and good morning to your listeners.
1: (laughs) Now, let's just talk before, let's talk on a personal level. Why do you hate us so much? I mean, we've only got four listeners, and one of them is your mom, and one of them is my mom. I mean, for heaven's (laughs) sakes, you know, honestly, let's just deal with this now. What have we done to you, Chris?
5: You you phoned me and asked me to come and talk about Jacob Zuma. That's
1: right. That's <laughs> well, we know you've got political interests involved here, so I'm sorry, but let's try keep it civil, shall we? Chris, uh, you've uh, you've been a, a longstanding member of the ANC. You've you've been involved in the ANC. You've worked for them. I'm sure you continue to do a little bit of work for them. Uh, your your thoughts about what's what's happened over the last two weeks uh, regarding ANC?
5: I don't think it's any different from what's happened over the last two years, to be honest. I mean, there's a very slow, gradual but very definite decline going on within the organisation, particularly in terms of its ability to understand what many South Africans care about. i mean if you if you look back over the last couple of years, the increasingly the tone of public debate and the things that people are concerned about of not being defined by the ANC. Um, they've been defined by ordinary people, they've been defined by social movements that emerge. Racism, for example. Um, until very recently the ANC denied that it was a problem when the rest of South Africa was very aware that it was. The Fees and the fall movement is another example. The impact of the of the economic meltdown on ordinary people and food prices all these issues which are very high on the public agenda used to be the domain of the ANC as the governing party. And increasingly, I think the ANC is starting to feel out of touch with what many, many South Africans care about. And I think that's a problem. I think it's indicative of the drift that's set in between the membership of the ANC and the current leadership. I think it's indicative of a lack of leadership and it's indicative of the fact that many good people, and I'm not talking about me, and I'm not talking about Tokyo, but many good people have left the ANC. So, you know, the level of conversation is not what it used to be. The level of honesty and, and, and the, the the sort of ability to understand problems and come up with solutions seems to have disappeared. And unfortunately, and, and I think, you know, we, we all fall into that trap, we tend to personalize it around President Jacob Zuma, but it's not just about him. Everybody in the NEC is responsible for what's going on. Everyone in cabinet is responsible for decisions that get taken there. Mm. And everyone in parliament is responsible for how that place happens, you know, uh, from uh, the speaker to the chief whips. Uh,
2: and yet, in, in spite of that, nothing is happening. So the president no, is still, still waiting. Wait, wait. So, so the president I think that's is still waiting. The NEC is still sitting. The, we're not seeing any movements or... Oh well, these are your comrades. Is there anything happening?
5: Of course, there's lots happening. I mean uh, Marion made the point earlier that some of the old veterans are starting to stand up and challenge the leadership. but uh, It's not to 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 kind of discuss it. you know it still has it's quite secretive. It is a very closed shop in terms of decision making, how they made, what they're about, even in ANS branches in SACP branches. There's a lot of discussion around what's going on. The difficulty, and and Marion did allude to it earlier, is the power blocks, the organizational kind of structures that exist within the ANC and within the alliance are not taking them up as as a collective issue. They're still being dealt with in private conversations, et cetera. But but I don't, so, so I think the conversation is happening. I don't think the way things are going at the moment can hold, to be honest, you know, I mean, you can start to feel the cracks, you can hear the noises, you can see the disappointment on the faces of MPs who were thrown under the bus Mm. on Nkandla, you know, Mm, it's got to give, mm, it can't mm. carry on like this forever. The thing to politics in South Africa is we don't actually fully understand, none of us understand what's going on.
2: What's going on. Mm. Chris... Is Jacob Zuma a liability to to the ANC and uh, to South Africa more broadly? And, and in these conversations, is this something that is seen as a point of premise, that Jacob Zuma is a liability, or is that just something in our imaginations?
5: No, I, th- I think there's a feeling that he's increasingly a liability. Um, I used to envy his ability to manage political power, um, I think he was, He was at some point, he was as skillful as Vladimir Putin in terms of how he manages um, political power within the party. You know, within the ANC and within the alliance, Jacob Zimmer was very good at, at managing these power blocks and making sure that his enemies' enemies were his friends, making sure that people were fighting each other rather than fighting him. But I think that's changing, and I think increasingly the conversation is around what difference it would make if there was um, a change of leadership. The, the 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 difficulty though is the the process of recalling the president is it's very problematic. I mean, when Thabo Mbeki was recalled, you remember a whole lot of cabinet ministers quit, a whole lot of senior people joined that thing called COPE. Uh, you know, it it it, it, it and and the, and the impact of that recall of Mbeki. Is still being felt within the ANC today. It it actually divides the organisation to some extent because if you look at Jacob Zuma, if there was a move to recall him, um, there would be huge numbers of people who are very unhappy with that, particularly in KZN and people who benefit from the patronage and all the other things that you are seeing at the moment. Mm. They not they wouldn't take something like that very easily. So the potential impact. It, it might be good from a perception point of view, you know, in, in terms of the message that it sends. It might send the right signals domestically, it might send the right signals internationally, but within it, it caused huge disruption. And that's, that's something that we need to bear in mind, that, that there's been a recall once the scars are still being felt to go through again um would would really cause tremendous turbulence and i think that's why the focus seems to be on a sort of negotiated exit um mm-hmm. to, to to find the right way to do it and 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 probably to find a way that that, that gives president zuma the the com- comfort that he's not going to be put on trial by whoever replaces him that there's not going to be a huge kind of purge of people i think those are the dynamics that are being spoken about you know, if you if you talk to some of the, the, the senior leadership privacy, they have a lot to say about the problems. The problems that have been created by the president itself, the problems in SOEs. You might Sorry, that's state Enterprises for Andrews, if, if it's not in the financial <laughs> thank mail. You,
1: thank <laughs> you, Chris. I really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you.
5: You're welcome. So just to show that, uh, Yeah. So, so, so those, those discussions are taking place, you know, but I think the major conversation is, so if, if if the president is a liability what do we do about it
2: mm.
5: you know Chris, how do you organize this new
2: transition you, you spoke about this problem that or the problem of us personalizing everything around uh, jacob zuma but you're now saying that um, there is conversations where zuma at least in the anc is seen as a, as, a, as an important or a major part of that problem is 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 has this now become sort of uh, Commonly, a commonly held view Or do you think it's still on the fringes uh, We saw Paul Mashatile breaking ranks For example uh, After the NCLECO report came out And saying this is not an ANC view um, The cracks that you've been speaking about uh, Are they Is this increasingly becoming a widely held view Where we're going to see uh, A lot more of the regions uh, uh, Just standing up and saying No we will not
5: I think it depends where Who those regions represent you know, there are huge parts of the ruling party that are benefiting from patronage and corruption. I would imagine the conversation there is, how can we make as much money as we can before something drastic gets done? And how do we keep President Zuma in power? Wow. But whether are areas like Kharteng, it just happens more than anywhere else, there are very real conversations. and But I think it's about the psychological impact, right? The, because because that's what we're talking about. You can you can remove Jacob more you can find an elegant exit. big like the job right. Mm. Somebody's going to have to step up, not only rescue the economy, but restore public confidence, rebuild the ANC and the alliance, get provinces working properly, get rid of the Premier League, then it cascades down to local government level where the problems of corruption and patronage are just as deep. It's a huge job. So. Yes, there might be a positive psychological response in some quarters to the removal of the current president, but then the challenge is going to be who do you put in place? Who do you surround that person with? And how do you manage? How do you juggle holding the ANC together, rebuilding public confidence domestically and internationally? And how do you get government to, to, to be, you know, to get back on its footing? And there, and I, and I know I've made this point to you guys before, the the public sector, is probably a bigger weakness than President Jacob Zuma at the moment because it just isn't working. Mm. You know, you've got, you've got some people, nurses, teachers, etc., who are working incredibly hard for shit money, but you've also got huge amounts of people who sit around, push paper, uh, run stationary businesses or bed and breakfast on the side that they channel business towards. You know, that's the thing. It's, it's the public sector that's going to make a difference to the quality of life of South Africans, particularly poor people. And that, that is a, it, it, to me, is a bigger challenge than getting the presidency right. It's massive. To turn around the public sector is going to take us another 10 years.
1: Chris, interesting you speak about the, the leadership and, and next in line. A lot of rumors that Nkosana de la Minizuma will be the one to take over. Do you think that what's been transpiring over the last couple of months, maybe even the last year or so, gives uh, Sil Romoposa any, any kind of leverage when uh, we go into December 2017?
5: No. I, well, I think, Andrew, the first thing is, is just say that I'm a spin, doc, spin doctor, right? <laughs> I, don't be, I don't believe of, of what what presents itself as political analysis and commentary. I know that there are a lot of people out there who are very good at flying political kites, getting information and ideas um represented as fact, you know. So I think we'd have to be quite cynical and quite skeptical about a lot of the conversations that go around succession because they're not they're not mutual conversations. There's always a part of that force behind the rumors and the stories, etc. So that's point number one. Don't believe everything you hear on the radio. Either. But point 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 number two is I think you know I mean when when Cyril Ramaphosa was appointed deputy president, one of the politicians I used to spend a lot of time with, said, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. That in a sense he has as many problems as Jacob Zuma. You know there is Marikana, there is his, his involvement in London, there's his involvement in MTN. He buys buffaloes. He, you know there's a whole lot of kind of um, reputational. Existence. But the other reality is, I don't know where his power base is within the ANC or within the alliance. I know that Khateng tem- tends to flight him as a possible, um, presidential candidate, but, but I don't get the sense that he's going to get the sort of support that, that is necessary. You know, he, he doesn't have a natural constituency. He used to have the NUM. Um, that isn't quite the, the beast that it was before. Neither is Korsatu. So, I, so I, you know, the, the business people who like him and the people who support McDonald's are not the people who vote anti ANC conferences <laughs> and they're not, you know, those, that's mm. the KFC constituency. So, so, so there's a, he's got a constituency problem as well as a perception problem that's going to make it very difficult. I, you know, there might be dark mm. horses out there. There might be other people who are prepared to step up. There might be a whole lot of reshuffles, you know, because the ANC is very fond of what they call slates or tickets. It's not always about one person. There's always a slate that gets developed with, well, this is our suggestion around president, deputy president, treasurer, secretary general, et mm-hmm. It tends to be a block thing rather than an individual. And often it's the people, the other people on the slate, who, who, who influence whether a branch or a province or regional district will support that particular slate
2: could it be the premier league that puts us, that's put for puts forward one of them as uh as a as a, a prospective uh, and then and then come up with the
1: premier league slate come on they're like more like the ndf than the premier league for heaven's sakes the second <laughs> division <laughs>
5: uh, well said mr Lee. <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> thank you no, I, the thing is, the thing is, i mean provincial politics are very real actually, but uh, you know we're talking about the Premier of the Free State, the Premier of Northwest, and the Premier of Kumalanga. KZN is a much stronger force, although it's divided. Gauteng is starting to have more impact. Limpopo could also make a difference. The Eastern Cape, you know, which is also divided. So the, the Premier League might be close to the center of power now, um, but they don't have the kind of geographic push. That, might, that is going to be needed to make to make a significant difference. I, I think they are also they're victims of their own propaganda. You know, I mean, I think that there's been a very successful campaign to portray them as the Premier League, to portray them as having tremendous influence. But I don't know how that you know how proven that is. We can talk about. I think that the, the Gupta family probably more influential than the Premier League. They probably run the Premier League premiers. They probably have good deals going on. But there's a lot more to it than you know, the Gupta family and the Premier League. There, there are other formations, there are other power blocks within the ANC Alliance. There are business people who have much more influence, but don't get the kind of media attention that the Gupta family gets. You know, it's more complicated than that.
1: I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, <clears throat> one of the big uh, discussion points coming through at the moment is this idea of, you know, reduction in spending, uh, reduction in specifically the public sector spending, which will then talk to the unions and what they have to say about that. How do you feel? about uh, former Secretary-General uh, Zelenzema Vavi and the NUMSA friends getting together, forming a new uh, alliance, uh, the, the the secret or the, the favorable nine, uh, and them starting a political party. Do you think that will actually make any big changes and differences? Will there be a credible threat come 2019? Will that change anything regarding how the ANC uh, plays with Zuma?
5: Well, Vavi will tell you it takes a hell of a long time to build um, a, a trade union movement. In he a way, he keeps it,
1: telling it, us. He keeps telling us.
5: Just, he knows from good I mean, <laughs> it took a long, long time to get that thing up and running, and and the the, the dynamics within the trade union movement are, are much more complex and elaborate than they are within the political organisation. I think the one to watch, and I've said this to you before, is the EFF. I mean, I think they're really starting to dominate political discourse. They have mastered. Political marketing like no other party in, in in modern South African politics, and they and they're making inroads in every little town and village across South Africa. They they're making inroads in black middle class areas. They're making inroads. They even get white people clapping for them at the Cape Town Chamber of Commerce. I mean, there's, there's a real surge that's coming there, and the, and the interesting thing about it is it's coming from the left of the ANC. Right? The ANC is not not used to uh, threats from the left. They've tended to dominate. That kind of mm-hmm. politics, even though they fundamentally centrist So, all of a sudden, you've got a political formation that got a million votes in the last election and is now actively campaigning all over the place. It's probably going to double its vote in the municipal election. It might even uh, get, run Polokwane, you know, depending on how much time G. is able to spend there. Mm-hmm. You, so, you're getting a real threat to the ANC from the left, and I think that. Given the state of the economy, given the levels of poverty, given the levels of disillusionment with the Liberation Project, that's where you're going to see the real resurgence. Now, for, for trade union movement to sort of try and organize in the same space, uh, they, you know, they, they're going to have great difficulty making a real difference in the, in the first few years if they can solve the personality problem. Because, you know, there seems to be huge, um, There's history between Urban Jim and Vavi. There's history between some of the other union leaders who are involved. So they're going to have to spend a lot of time smoothing that stuff out before they even set up their first shop stewards council or their first uh, trade union local. You know, there's a lot of work involved. That's why I think the EFF are the ones to watch now we can we can watch Vivi in five minutes. so
2: time. you speak about the e f f just a quick one before we let you go um, is he are we are we potentially poised here for a reverse takeover by the e f f um, of the ANC, because uh, it doesn't seem like they've lost the love and the, you know, listening to, to Julius yesterday, the love for the ANC uh, and so on. Do you think that this is all just about ejecting Jacob Zuma and, and potentially Ramaphosa and then doing a reverse takeover?
5: I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that that if you look at the EFF leadership, they're very set on developing their own identity they've invested a lot of time and effort, and probably uh, lunch boxes as well into building the eff and and to to then sort of submerge it back into something that has a very damaged brand and has huge internal political issues i i don't think it would make sense i think they would be much more successful to carry on carving their own pipe because the reality is they they you know and i think i think we all do within the ANC and probably within the EFF as well, we support some of the values, some of the very strong values from the Freedom Charter, some of us who are socialists, you know, support nationalization and, and are opposed to privatization. You, it's going to be very difficult to to do a reverse takeover into an ANC, which has become increasingly centrist, increasingly pro-capital, and very confused about trade and industrial policy. It's much easier to carve out your own path as your own separate political force where you run the show, you know who's in charge, and you don't have to make compromises. That's the, the benefit of, of being in the EFF leadership now, is you don't have to make any compromises because you're not in power. You can just carry on pushing your particular political agenda. Mm.
1: You know how, how much I love you here, Chris? No. <laughs> You're right. It's not a lot. Um, but we, we do have, uh, we do have, uh, a guest in the studio as well. I want to keep you on, Chris. So that's why I'm asking how much I love you because I do, I want to, I, I do want to hear, um, from you regarding some, some of the points made in the studio. Have I said that correctly? That's good enough. Yeah. Is, no, no, no. I want it right. Come, give it to me. Le diana. Le diana. Okay.
5: Cool. Hey,
1: don't be mean, Chris. we got to, we got to speak to. Like pronounce people's names correctly, you know. Just because yours is easy. Um let me see, you you uh, were featured in the FT article here, talking a little bit about Zuma's slippery slope. Fascinating mm. read if you haven't read it. Uh, I am panting the FT a lot here because it's the only article whoa, whoa, I've Financial understood. Mail, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew financial oh, Mail. Oh, sorry, Financial <laughs> Mail. There's the first. This is the you, thing, see. You, you don't <laughs> see? even know which publication you've read. It sound like an sorry <laughs> I'm the expert without the X, right? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, The Financial Mail, apologies. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, You spoke about the fact that last week was going to be a difficult speech for Zuma, uh, given, given the economic crisis. What's your view, Zuma three years i mean we've been hearing what chris has to say about the fact that there are huge power blocks within within the anc at play that we don't even know about What's your view do you think that that zuma can hold his and rally his support for the next three years
6: no he can't uh, by the way hi chris how are you doing
5: i'm very good let's hear your voice on the radio all right all right
6: um no he won't he can't uh, it's 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 a tough time for him um most people still feel that perhaps he still has the ANC uh, in his corner, uh, but that is changing because, one, he is threatening the entire future of the ANC. Um, for people to remain in power, to remain employed, they need to retain the ANC brand. And the longer that brand diminishes, the threatened they get. Um, so that's one thing. And secondly... He's also snubbed them. He's made two appointments, ministerial appointments, recently outside of the NEC. When you are part of the NEC, you you you, you feel chuffed up, uh, your ego is boosted. You are now, <laughs> you know, you've joined the senior ranks, and you expect ministerial appointment to come from that level. In this case, he went outside and took people that you don't even know. In Parliament, for instance, you know when the when the president speaks about a a certain minister we get a video focusing on that minister. Mm. In this case, Musebenzi fellow. Mm. I didn't see any of his shows there and yet. <laughs> it looks like even, even parliamentary people are still trying to figure out who exactly <laughs> this Where's new minister? minister is.
1: Who is this guy? Who, who are yeah. you? Yeah. Okay.
6: So, so on two, primarily for two reasons then, that the NC brand is diminishing and secondly, he snapped them. Not only that, there's a sense of betrayal, especially in how he has handled than Kanja issue recently. Um, people feel quite betrayed because they, they went out for him quite 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 largely and uh, he's oh. simply thrown them under the bus so for those three reasons really it's
1: going to be tough for him to stay the course all right if you've just joined uh, the show we're talking can uh, we afford another 3 years of the Zuma presidency we're speaking to Mqabisi Ndletana, head of political economy e- economy faculty at Mistra uh, the economic faculty at Mistra and uh, Chris Vick, he's the founder of Code Black uh, the spin doctor organization um, a bad Zuma. Chris, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Gabisi um, said that uh, if he had to stay, if he's not recalled, and if he doesn't get impeached, uh, they will make, uh, they will deliberately make Zuma appear as a lame duck to, to so as to limit his chances of inflicting any further damage to the party. Your thoughts on that?
5: I think he already is a lame duck. I mean, I, I don't think that he has the, at made the point about not having the respect of some of the key people involved. I, I think that's very real, and 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 in a sense, it, ironically, it makes it easier for him to go. You know, if you're if you, if you are effectively a lame duck, you don't command the level of authority, you can't hold the centre of power. And the point I made earlier, if you're not setting the tone for public discourse, you you are effectively a lame duck president. If, if, if you, I mean, I, I've been following what's going on at, at UCT right, where. Where people some people are getting upset because students burnt a couple of paint tanks right that that to me is where the real action is in south Africa that's where the real issues are you You have a president who who set up a couple of commissions of inquiry for um, to investigate student fees but if, but if you had an activist president, he would be down there he would be talking to people he would be getting involved in the issues he'd be talking to people at roads he'd be talking to people at the I think he's already kind of semi-retired and, and sitting back and just letting, just watching these issues happen, and only getting involved when he has absolutely no choice. For example, when 60 CEOs say to him, "Hey, we're in shit now. We need to do something about this," then you see action. So I think he is effectively a lame duck president already.
2: Gents, who stands to benefit? So if uh, if Zuma is to fall in whatever way, who within the ANC stands to benefit? Which block? What are
6: you
2: asking? Well, uh, well,
6: the ANC as a whole. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> the entire country. Yes, yes, yes. You're quite
2: right, Chris. Chris, Chris you're going to lose your membership. Let's let Debussy take this. We love you too much to see you lose your membership. <laughs>
6: By the way, I'm no longer administrator. Mistra. I at oh. UJ, uh, Professor of, uh, of Political Science. Uh, just a slight correction there. Thank you. Apologies about that. Sure. Um well the country gets an opportunity to start afresh um i think it's been a terrible run Mm. uh, in the last eight years or so they call it the lost decade yeah yeah it's uh, i mean it started off on a very wrong footing from the very beginning Mm. um Mm. legal charges rape uh, Mm. disbandment of the scorpions and an attack against media against the judiciary you know, bad appointment. It's been it's been a terrible run. So, mm. so I think, uh, and the country has learned a lot.
3: Mm.
6: Is that uh, appointing leaders is a is a, is a critical function. Uh, you cannot take it lightly. Mm. That uh, people have a way of imprinting their own personal identity on institution and on public culture generally. Mm. And the other sad part of it is that the idea of a collective leadership within the ANC that has been denuded of any meaning—it's a sham. Mm, mm, that mm. thing does not exist. Mm. Um, you can, as one person, uh, configure the NEC and the entire ANC in a way that really facilitates your own personal interests.
2: But this is this is this is unprecedented, though. This is uh, how has Zuma managed to do this? One supposes that these are very smart people sitting at NEC level. The, the ministers and Cor and so on, they're, they're smart. How, did, how do you put yourself in this position? So never mind them. The advocate of parliament, for example, uh, at the constitutional court also just looked, it's, it's, you're just seeing a, a, a chain of very smart people being made to look very stupid. How do smart people like this allow themselves to be used like this it's just unbelievable well unprecedented
6: in terms of idiocy or mediocrity <laughs> yeah um, but you've had you've had powerful presidents before mandela was such mm. he didn't have to wield his power people conferred they um they revered him they deferred to him mm. Uh Mbeki did the same things just that taban made most of the time good decisions he said, good example, you know, people had to read. People sounded very clever then.
3: <laughs> you know, you
6: had to quote the ANC today, you had to read, you had to, you know, so that the chief can think highly of you. Yes. Um, when Zuma came in, then, you know, standard kind of dropped. People started singing. Even Supra... Uh, Mohammed Bell, or the premier of Northwest, who was a fairly smart fellow. I mean, I remember during Tabo's days. He used to call radio stations and speak very smartly. And now SupraMeg headlines with his singing. You know, that's how bad things have become. So, so uh, apart from that, it is really it really has to do with the configuration of our politics, the party list system. Mm. Uh, it gives too much power on party bosses because they appoint MPs, mm. uh, you know, and if even even when you serve in parliament or rather in cabinet, you are appointed by the by the president so it's, it's in your interest to, to agree with the president otherwise you'll be out of a job mm. and in this case you have a political class people whose entire livelihood depends on being in politics they don't have an alternative source of livelihood mm. Uh, mm. which would allow them in case they object to something that they can just leave you yeah. don't have that so, mm. so it's yes it's partly a, a, a reflection of people's uh, conscious or lack of uh, but at the same time, it has to do largely with our political structure—that mm-hmm. the power lies with party bosses to do as they please. If we have a good leader, mm-hmm. then you you will really appeal to the people's energy; you will lift them up.
2: Mm-hmm. But
6: if you have a terrible leader, as we do, then you mm-hmm. you appeal to the dark side. I'm afraid,
2: Chris. Uh, just uh, y- give us a sense. You are you out? You're in the trenches. Um, if there is going to be anyone that's going to orchestrate uh, either a vote of no confidence, an impeachment, a recall, uh, a coup, an assassination of Jacob Zuma, whatever way, a dignified exit, which is a another thing. A resignation.
1: Uh, a resignation. Who
2: is that person going to be among your comrades?
5: I don't think uh, is a very dignified exit the record <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs>
2: no as thank an additional you, option as an fine. additional thank his you, wife his you. wife has been accused of possibly planning that but we'll get into that later
5: <laughs> um <laughs> listen to that chuckle <laughs> i mean the the, the other point I, you, you got madisi's job title wrong you also got my of reference. On. I spend a lot more time in coffee shops than I do in, in trenches <laughs> these days, and, and, and on Twitter. And that that kind of informs. This is uh, the
2: virtual. That's the virtual trench of of these
5: days. The guys, so just it's Got a lot of trolls in it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Trolls, trolls live in, in tr- Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I've now forgotten what your question was. Oh, uh, question? oh <laughs> <laughs> and they pay you big bucks. They pay you big bucks. Okay,
2: I just want to if, make sure. Chris, if there's any one of your comrades that is going to orchestrate one of these potential ways of getting Zuma out before the three years is done, who is it likely to be or which or which block within the ANC is likely to organize it and which of these things are they going to try and do?
5: Uh, well, I think Pradisi made a, valid, a very valid point. There's a real lack of courage at the moment. As well as a lack of uh, leadership and intellect, and I think that it's partly by because of of the, the not the, let's say the zuma kick because of their ability to to exercise power in particular ways to purge people to fire them uh, thereby cutting off their ministerial salaries bodyguards cars perks houses etc that the level of fear um is is huge, and I think that's why you're not seeing people speak out. You're not seeing people kind of step up as much as they probably want to. You know, so we moan to each other, but we don't actually get around doing anything about it because we're worried about the consequences. People do die in car crashes. People do have um, unfortunate. So I I don't think that I don't don't think we're going to see it necessarily within the ANC for a long, long time. There is a level of disillusionment. If you talk to some of the people privately, they are angry and they are disappointed. But moving from moaning to action is, is a huge step. Um, I think that a lot of people are just sitting back and watching the ANC decay and hoping that something is going to happen, that there's going to be some kind of intervention from someone else, not from themselves. Mm, and that's a problem, mm, you know. Mm, most mm. of the most of the brave, courageous people have either left or been chased out of the ANC, mm. or they don't get listened to. The structure of NEC meetings makes sure that it's a very polite thing. The the one interesting point, though, is if if we believe the Sunday Times, and I haven't seen an apology for the story yet, but they they ran a piece a couple of weeks ago about the fact that Solima Maipale from the South African Communist Party, the second deputy. General Secretary, uh, Jeremy Cronin, for uh, for, for Andy Seg, is the first Deputy General well, thank Secretary. Thank you, right? thank
1: you, I appreciate that.
5: You're welcome. You will take notes,
1: young man. Ah, I really have, I really part. have. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jeremy Cronin <laughs> writing it down.
2: <laughs> Not Jeremy Cronin, <laughs> <laughs> Solima Paila. No, we, <laughs> so Soli, we're, Soli, we're Soli, getting Soli there, we're
5: getting there. Solima Paila stood up at the NEC meeting and, and raised the fact that it can't lay huge problem and got a proper conversation going about it no now that that is almost unprecedented. You know, my, my understanding of any meetings is everybody sits and waits if the president nods, they nod. If the president shakes his head, they shake their head. <laughs> so we 're starting to see people stand up and ask questions about it. Um, but how that then translates into action and into collective action, as i say is is another story because if there's one thing. President Zuma got right. he got got security cluster firmly under his control. That means that you've got spies everywhere. You've got outsourced spies like Kronin Associates everywhere. You've got people within the ANC passing on information to other people within the ANC. You know, so there, there are eyes and ears everywhere. Uh, yeah. and, and that's something that people are very conscious of. It's difficult and it's actually quite dangerous to start talking about these issues to people that you might not entirely trust. And that's going to make a huge difference in terms of who steps up, whether a group or an individual to keep consistently pushing away at the damage that uh, the leadership is doing to the ANC brand.
1: Now, uh, Chris, I'm going to leave you out of this conversation because you're a socialist but with a capitalist car. So we'll talk to Nkribisi here. Nkribisi, um, the economy has been a huge... Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Um, the economy is obviously the huge talking point. We've actually seen a lot of levers being pulled and pushed uh, when it comes to the economy, the, the whole Des Van Roy and David Des Van Roy uh, saga of last year. How bad does the economy need to get before, before I suppose, private business says, "But well, enough's enough, now we make the decisions. We're gonna, we've got the money, we're going to start pushing.
6: Well, I would have, I would have expected them to, to do that now. Um, I mean, there was a lot of hullabaloo about a meeting that the president had with the CEOs.
1: Mm, the 100 CEOs, yes. Yeah, yeah.
6: And, and I thought, wow, this unprecedented meeting. Mm. Something brilliant is going to come out of this meeting. And we were told about it. And yet, when we listened to the president's uh, speech, there was really nothing, nothing new in that speech, in the way of business uh, investing and and uh, opening up new areas in our economy. Uh, something that is in line with the kind of crisis that we have. For um, instance, you have you had a, a you know business as usual kind of speech, regulations, tax, and. Yes, the speech was focused more on business, uh, but you didn't have dramatic, drastic uh, measures announced to turn things around, especially if you have about uh, approximately 28 or so percent unemployment rate. So um, my sense, therefore, is that I'm afraid the ANC has painted itself into a corner. Mm. Um, business has seized on this uh, crisis to pretty much freeze things as they are, to legitimize the status quo, because the ANC now needs business more than business needs the ANC. Right.
3: Mm, mm,
6: mm. Um so 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 uh, there's been a takeover by business, not just by the Guptas, but by business. And and the ANC's rhetoric, for instance, of industrialization, beneficiation, and putting a cap on certain strategic minerals, that thing has long gone. That, that bus has long left the platform. Business is in charge.
2: That's that's very interesting. So so business is in charge. How what what how exactly do does this happen? So we've heard of how the group does call ministers to the compound, and so on. How does business literally take charge uh, of, of of the ANC? Um, if you take for example uh, one policy measure
6: that the ANC has been talking about quite quite prominently in the last year or two, which is beneficiation. Mm. Uh, putting a cap on certain strategic minerals so that they are beneficiated locally as a way of uh, expanding our industrial base, this and that, and 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 business was quite unhappy with that because it meant they couldn't export. You know, there's more mm-hmm. the intervention by the state, um, and you know, and they ANC at some point seemed quite determined to press on that. Uh, but now there's they, a
2: pushback. There's a pullback. Oh. There's a
6: pullback. Mm. They are not talking about that anymore. Mm. Um so that's that's one example. Uh, you know, a very illustrious example that sh- that shows that the NC's radicalism, especially if you think back to, to the twenty ten or so NGC mm. whose slogan was uh, economic freedom now mm. kind of mm. thing. Mm. Mm.
3: Um mm.
6: And, and there was a talk uh, it, that uh, conference was preceded by a uh, lot of talk around nationalisation, mm. but the ANC reached some kind of a compromise coming out of that conference, saying there will be strategic intervention. Yes, right. But there haven't been any of that strategic intervention since. Mm. Um, and and now we 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 we're talking of not. Uh, um, of of steering the board nicely, not not tipping it over, not not changing anything radically. Mm. So it's it's um, business is is back in uh, in favor, and I'm afraid there might be an even more concession to business to the unhappiness of labor at some point.
2: Let's talk Ramaphosa for a bit. So so he was seen as uh, uh, okay if you're gonna have Ra- if you're gonna have Jacob Zuma as president, then then okay Ramaphosa is almost uh, a stabilizing e- effect or a counterbalance. To Jacob Zuma, what's his? So all of this is happening. He's supposed to be the counterbalance. Does he have any effect in the current uh, status quo, or is he also just uh, ensuring his political survival so he isn't uh, he isn't cheated of presidency for a second time? So he's just going to be compliant. Well, no, he does add a lot of credibility.
6: I mean, that was the reason he was brought in from the very beginning, so that we can have some confidence that at least there's someone who knows what he's doing in the presidency. Mm. Um, and and he has continued to add that credibility, especially he speaks common sense. You know, Cyril speaks common sense. You understand him, yeah. you understand is common him. sense isn't I common like to everyone. I, I was gonna <laughs> say, opposition to other people, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. And and uh, you know, he he never does anything stupid, mm. and um, and there's a sense that you need someone who who's been there who understands how the economy works. Um, who appeals to the common person who's decent? Mm. Uh, many of those things are missing. <laughs> um, so, so Cyril, really, yeah. just by virtue of his, of his profile, his own biography, mm. and and given the requirements of the moment, mm. you know, the fact that we're in a crisis, um, he's a business person and he might not steal our money because he has a lot of he's money lot already. Of money. Mm. Um, so that's that's quite reassuring. So, so he might he might take it and his campaign has started uh, cr cr17 is called uh, oh really yes, um, oh. limpopo kicked it off at some point okay uh, cr17
2: i wasn't aware that away. sounds
1: like cristiano ronaldo's yeah, number yeah, uh, what's very going smart, on ronaldo they're, they're trying to make it are going to do a lot more
2: with <laughs> number right? um, so i don't so i don't understand then if if he's such a great guy and uh, we've got a president that is that is a liability for all intents and Purposes. Why is the ANC simply not saying Cyril, uh, step up? In fact, this might ensure that we don't lose in the 2019 in the 2019 elections, and certainly in the municipal elections, because it looks like they're going to give up a lot more than they already ha- they've already given up. Uh, particularly with the EFF, that seems to be just. Uh, uh, we can't say resurgent to the Let's say surgent because they're mm-hmm. just starting. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a tough one for the ANC. It would mean
6: firing uh, yet another president in mm. succession. Mm. Uh, perhaps if, if they really had to play that card, most of them feel that they should have played that card with this president. <laughs> <laughs> <True>. <laughs> well, that's and what Malema and Mavi saying. <laughs> you know, so, so, they, we run the risk of being painted like a, re, a banana republic banana, of yeah. sorts. Yeah. But then there's another counter view that says, well, uh, things might get worse. Uh, so you, Restore the credibility of the republic By getting rid of this president So what you think might Taint our reputation Might actually be Lived a, it, yeah. mm. You know a, a preventative Measure or something like that mm.
1: Chris uh, you're still with us there um, Just wanted to Very quickly wrap up with you And say uh, You know there's a lot of Talk around rating agencies um, And uh, a lot of talk about this downgrade to junk status. We saw President Zuma say in his speech that there will be a downcast of expenses going overseas, potentially moving Parliament to only one destination. Nothing about the 35 ministers that he currently has, the 37 deputy ministers, and the 720 million rand a year it costs South Africa. Do you think that, uh, do you think that there will be more of that coming when Pravin Gordon takes the stand?
5: He's not there anymore.
1: Oh! (laughs) Chris, (laughs) are you there?
5: I'm, yeah, I'm, oh, is he there? You asked questions about the economy. Yes, you, uh, <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, he
1: was, he was sleeping.
5: You yeah, were sleeping uh, like I his know,
1: president. No, well, he's, <laughs> he's already into his second glass of wine. It's only 9.30. No, it's fine, okay. No, I got okay. cut off. I told you,
5: people listen to this stuff. <laughs> I got cut off. So, uh, uh, <laughs> he meant to call me back. I, 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 I think, I feel sorry for Pervin Jordan. I mean, I think there's a huge expectation um, that he pulls on rabbits out of the hat when he makes his budget speech. The the reality is, from, from listening to, to economists who seem to know, not Chris Hart, but to economists who seem <laughs> to know what they're talking about. <laughs> Leave is Chris it, Hart is,
1: alone. Shame. He's had enough now.
5: Is, is that, you know, I mean, the fiscus... That's, sorry, Andrew, that's the amount of money that the state has. Thank, it's, you. It's Thank very, you. It's very limited. So, you know, he, he has the option of putting up that to raise more money, which is going to make poor people very unhappy. He can put up income tax, which is going to make are unhappy. Uh, And that's it. I mean, South Africa can't borrow more. It's going to have to make do with what there is. So so the difficulty, I think, is is how you straddle the need to keep these um, competitive rating rating agencies comfortable, uh, keep, keep business confidence up, but at the same time not compromise on service delivery. You can't cut back the amount of money on education. You can spend it better, but you can't cut back on that. Or health, or water, sanitation, electricity—you name it. You know, so he's really in a bind. In that he has to try and keep business confidence up, but he also has to make poor people, the bulk of people who vote for the ANC, people—the 15 million people who rely on social grants—you've got to keep them happy as well. And it's, it's a huge ask. It really is. If, if, you, if you look at the president's State of the Nation address, I'm convinced the first part was written. By, by the finance minister and his people. The middle half, I think they just cut and pasted from last year's speech and changed the numbers. And in the end, I don't know who is responsible, there's stuff about Marabastat, et cetera, right? I think that that, that, that state of the nation speech shows how confused and contradicted government thinking is about the economy at the moment and how difficult it's going to be to get the balance right. Business is going to be watching that speech very carefully because they're going to be interested in the numbers and where Private Gordon is going to get the money from. Um, the rest of us will just have to wait for smart people like to to analyze what it really means. But there's now a massive sense of expectation and to live up to that expectation, number one, is a huge challenge. Okay. Secondly, to then deliver to these different constituencies is a bigger challenge.
1: All right, we're speaking about can we afford another three years of the Zuma presidency with, frankly speaking, it's Rory Sung, Shabalala, and Andrew Levy. Uh, we're speaking to Chris Vick and Mkribisi Ndlet. Gletian. I'm going to get it right by the end of the show. I promise.
5: I promise. It's to be too sick. late, right? You should get it right at the beginning <laughs> of the show. You're so Not right. Not
1: all of us are perfect like you, for heaven's sake.
5: At <laughs> all, we compatriots. Just call us compatriots and we'll hope you, you so, so have. This, this is the same so. Chris
2: on whose watch w- the ANC has become what it is. Chris, you should be ashamed of yourself.
5: You're going to w- you're gonna blame one solitary member. Uh, one, no, no.
2: Yes, uh, I am blaming The same you. way we're going to blame one solitary person. President
5: Chris, <laughs> I told you it's not about President Zuma. <laughs> there, there are hundreds of people around him who are equally liable and equally culpable because they haven't stood up and said, "Stop this shit, get it right." That's and, the thing. And, and, Everybody, and the everybody's, everybody's culpable. And
2: really. that's the question, Chris. Uh, are people like yourself uh, and and others and others like you and in the NEC, are you guys going to have your moment? Uh, of reckoning uh, do do you see that time coming where uh, like the biblical peter you 're going to be asked but you you used to hang out with that guy hey huh? you you used to support that guy, are you going to be one of those that 's denying him three times uh, and, and, and what and, and what should
5: we do with you? what should you, we do you, with you, you because this, you,
2: is, this is not good you, enough
5: <laughs> you really have it in sense this is my importance <laughs> because I, I mean I, you know I, I mean I was much more active when Tabo was a Becking. I help with the communication around that. I, I, the lessons I referred to earlier about the damage that that process caused to the ANC, I've I've learned that lesson, and I, and I think that a whole lot of people have realised it's not that simple. It's not about dislodging one individual and thinking we're all going to live happily ever after. The expectations, the difficulties of managing the ANC internally, managing the alliance, managing the economy—you name it—they matter. And I think that's why you're not hearing much from within the ANC around what is actually being done. Everyone is thinking, what do we do, how do we do it? But no one's translating that into action and actually doing something. The only people we've seen speak out of the veterans, and and that's some of them. And they're essentially people with nothing to lose. And the the difficulty is that almost everybody else within the ANC, whether they're a branch chairperson or a mayor, right up to a minister or an advisor, they all have a vested interest. Mm. In the status quo and what replaces it. You know, I mean, they, you, 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 can't, you can't underestimate the impact that being fired as a mayor has on your lifestyle, on your profile, et cetera. It, it's massive, right? You get used to the trappings of office, whether you're in the middle, at the top, or just getting into it. You get used to the trappings of office, and increasingly people are joining the ANC to get access to economic power, not to bring about social justice or bring about a better world. They're getting involved because it's the only way you can get access to wealth. That's how the patronage networks work. And once you're in it, you've already made you've already made your sort of conscious decision that you're going to compromise on particular things. And you just get swept along with it. So it's very difficult to kind of turn it off, you know. That's why people are having conversations and the veterans are talking, but people who can really make a difference have got vested interests. Chris, I, I just—I also sorry. I want to correct one thing to be said. I agree with everything, but I think it's a misnomer to think that just because somebody is wealthy, like Sir Ramaphosa, that they're not going to steal money. <laughs> I—I—I've I, I, seen it. The more the more people have, the more people want. The more Bentleys you have, the more you want a Bugatti. The more you have got a Bugatti, you want a private jet. It's—it's it's a one-way street.
2: Are you, think, you know? are you saying there's anything bigger than Gandla to be built?
5: We have a power station. <laughs> I mean, the nuclear, nuclear energy uh, is President uh, Zuma's retirement plan. You know, I mean, I think I think that the amount of money that could be made on the side from a nuclear energy deal is going to dwarf the arms deal, and it's going to dwarf Kantler. That's where the attention should be. And it's interesting what Kevin Gordon's been saying about it—that if it's not affordable, we're not going to do it. Now, that's a very fundamental difference from the dominant thinking in the presidency, which is we've got to make this work. That we need our friendship with the Russians, and we need. The siphoning off of money That's going
2: to go with it Mm. Chris uh, get out of here And stop uh, enough chit chat Just do something about it already You've got three years You've got three years to do it
5: Oh, do you know I'm not? Do you think I would put it on Twitter if
1: I was? <laughs> what, what are you doing? What exactly well, are you What doing? do you do exactly, exactly? Right
5: now, right now, I'm smoking a Romeo and Juliet <laughs> cigar. Um, <laughs> so You're amongst the worst there. of them. Get out of here. Was
1: that courtesy <laughs> of Tokyo Sokhali's failed FIFA attempt? All right, there we go. Thank <laughs> yeah, you yeah.
5: very much. <laughs> no, no, for the record, unlike Tokyo's wife, I've been able to divorce him. All
1: right, Chris, we'll leave it there All right, Chris Vick, everybody Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us there Mr. in studio here I want to talk a little bit before we get on to how we're going to get rid of Zuma Because Rory's very excited about this We're going to hear from Prince Michelle right now I'm not excited about how we're going to get rid of Hey, I might have a tender that's
2: that's in the pipelines (laughs) Don't say I want to get rid of Zuma I'm saying hypothetically (laughs)
1: <laughs> but Mr. Bici, I want to know mm. a little bit about the national development plan. That has mm-hmm. gone exceptionally quiet. Trevor Manuel was the leader of that. And for the record, I even participated in the NDP when well they, they put part, a call. You're, under, part, of, you're part, under, of under part of the mess. Amanda, yeah, well, well Amanda You're part comrade, of the mess. Yeah. But um, it's gone very, very quiet. It was a very exciting plan. It looked like it was going to rejuvenate a number of things, the economy, um, education in this country, uh, unemployment. Where are we? I mean, this is the only thing that was exciting In this presidency The Zuma legacy And it's kind of been forgotten Well, the plan is still there It's been adopted as an official
6: uh, blueprint For government public policy Um But I'm afraid it hasn't been used In a way that enhances its status within government Uh Interestingly, Chris was talking about the nuclear program Um the NTP says, well, we need a mixture of these energy sources. We need to diversify and uh, get them from all sorts of places. Uh, and yet it says nuclear constitutes a very uh, minute component of that mix. Mm. Um,
3: sure.
6: Wind, solar, you know, they're planting wind and solar. It's cheaper. It's there. We have East a lot London of sun. Yeah. There's always wind there. There's a lot of sun. Um, you know, and this is fairly affordable. Um, so let's go for that but in this case we have opted to we seem to be leaning towards spending a lot of money on a program that we can afford um so there's that's a contradiction Uh, and this Mm -hmm. comes from the you know the highest office in the land from the presidency that then serves to undercut somewhat the status of the program um but it's still there and then with with uh, cyril if cyril makes it uh uh, then it will become an official document, really, because Cyril will push it quite hard. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't write, write it off as of yet. It's still there. It's simply that you have a, a president that is not really policy decisive, that lacks leadership, and uh, has a tendency of making all sorts of wrong headlines, uh, which then distract attention away from really important issues such as the NDP.
1: Okay.
2: <coughs> so let see. Let's, let's talk about the, the options. So if, if, if he is not to, if he is not to complete, uh, his three year term, uh, though that's the president, Jacob Zuma. Uh, there are a number of ways in which that might be done. So a vote of no confidence, an impeachment, recalling him, an overthrow through a coup, an assassination, um, and negotiated exit is another one I think you put on the table. Which one do you think is most likely in the current context? Um a a constitutional court decision,
6: if it comes back and it's likely to in you know, the two months or so, says the president has violated his oath. Mm. Um and the constitution does say that the president can be impeached, among other things if he violates his oath, it doesn't uh execute his, his duties properly. Mm. So that that introduces a very serious item into our discussion, into Parliament's discussion that cannot be discarded. It's not politicking. It's not opportunistic. It's, not, it's a judicial decision based on empirical findings. Mm. So the ANC will have to consider that quite seriously. And they will do so with uh, elections looming about two or three months ahead of them. Mm. And if they disregard that, if they poo-poo that... Uh, that has a great potential of harming them in the elections, mm. so they need to get rid of this problem in preparation for the local government elections. So the possibility then of so once there is that, it will have to the, there will be a vote in parliament mm. uh, for him to be fired. It will need a two third majority. NC doesn't have to thirds but it can easily get that. Mm, I think mm, mm. the
2: others will they'll, happily they'll, oblige. They'll, <laughs> the whole parliament will uh,
6: vote hundred <laughs> percent.
2: The first likely. thing that they voted hundred percent on, yeah, yeah.
6: So, so there is that that possibility, uh, but it it then might just become reality if there is some kind of a, of a deal, mm. because our president quite seriously and genuinely fears being prosecuted. Mm for the tape thing uh, for his involvement in the bribery case with Shabir Sheikh. Mm. That's a real
2: threat. That could hear.
6: Yes. So, you know, um, and he still holds some cards, uh, some aces under his sleeve, especially because some of the comrades were there. He might have files on them. They might have done this or that. Mm, mm. So he can threaten them and say, if you vote uh, for impeachment, then I'll be coming up for you. I might leak this and that. Uh, to ease my exit, there you know you need to do something.
2: My exit and my move to Russia t- exile
6: to ensure that uh, mm. I'm not I'm not disrupted in my retirement and mm. perhaps I stand a good possibility of marrying one or two other. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And this <laughs> man is out of line. <laughs> but so, I, so, you I see, you, I I mean, know, you, don't
6: like, want, you don't want to go to prison <laughs> when you've been president. <laughs> no, that, sure. I mean, that's that like, does, that's like that's, a serious that's, change that's of lifestyle. Downgrade. No, yeah. the way that's we do it in
2: downgrade. South Africa is you go to prison first and then you go, not the other way around. But now
1: I, I'm interested because a lot of people don't know that impeachment is a, is a secret ballot. If it goes to parliament, it's a secret ballot, uh, which means that you won't know who who voted yes and who voted no
6: that's an interesting one i didn't know that it's it's a secret ballot okay so so
1: now zuma can say what he likes to you know to try and appease people like hey i'm gonna leak this document, and leak that time but that i mean they just need to create a block that's good enough to say he'll he'll be gone by tomorrow like unless unless it's a hundred percent vote then (laughs)
2: then then it's a problem everybody's guilty
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they could actually, there could be a lot of backdoor discussions now about, you know, how do we get rid of this man? If it goes to impeachment, DA or or EFF, they will bring it forward. So we don't even have to look like the culprits. All we need to do is, when it comes time, make the right vote.
6: But it, it, you see, the ANC must do something. Mm. I think there's there's a general consensus that Zuma is a serious liability. Mm. Uh, The party continues to bleed. Mm, mm, mm. They must certainly do something um if they're not doing anything it means uh, they're in a weak position. he holds certain cards you know mm-hmm. and he's 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 strangling them you know he has them by the balls so mm, to speak mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> which which then means which may puts the n c in an even weaker position because it will limp
2: into the yes.
6: into into twenty nineteen yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so so it will be a very Weak and and uh, uh, fractious party going towards, so it it doesn't. In fact, you might even say that, uh, as I was saying earlier, that uh, his exit might even serve to restore some equilibrium mm. within the Asia some
1: confidence and again and mm. give it a sense mm. of
6: direction. Mm. Um You know, put it together so that they they are able to fashion a certain a an effective coherent message going forward because now they have several messages they are playing defense most of the time uh you know Opposition parties. I mean, you should have seen yesterday's uh, debate. Mm. They were just going for them, mm. and and ANC uh, they could not MPs, respond. They couldn't. They couldn't howl.
1: They couldn't do anything. <laughs> They're just sitting <laughs> they were there and
6: taking it like a cocker. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. I'm, I'm.
1: I'm very interested to to you know uh, always a, a a thermometer, litmus test in my mind with the ANC is Secretary General, um, Gwede Mantashe, and what he has to say about things. I heard him on the radio last week after the sonar discussion and. He got lambasted uh, by a, a South African journalist, and he couldn't respond, which is not normally his, his way of, you know, he normally puts people in line very, very quickly. And I think the reason he couldn't respond is because he didn't believe what he was saying anymore. He's done so much defending over the last few years. Yeah, I, I think,
6: I think he, he's one of the few people when he came in, he talked a lot of sense. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again, and the then indirect grew, discussions did. is what yeah. You know, into, you know right?
2: the picture that keeps coming to mind uh, as as Boom says this. This person used to talk a lot of sense. You know that Zapiro cartoon. <laughs> Of, uh, of 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 the, the you know the the youth league leaders over time and and they gradually grow a shower on their head and then yeah. they become rabid monkeys. Yeah. I didn't use the word monkeys, <laughs> but, uh, say, okay. but that's that's the Zapiro cartoon. It's not me. Yeah. It, it, it's increasingly just seeing all these people that have grown showers on their head. Do you think they're all just compromised and and as a result none of them in fact uh, who was it was it was it not the minister of basic education uh, who just plainly NG, yes. yeah plainly came out the other day and said you know at 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 a certain stage you're just too old to tell lies this is horrible wow <laughs> yeah
6: yeah kwete yeah. was also very frank mm. and and um, you could be honest about things especially if you have to talk about harmless innocent mistakes mm. and and then then the president starts doing what <laughs> he <it> does best <laughs> then, then,
3: <laughs> you see, then,
6: then you can't defend that anymore You know, then you, 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 you face these uh, journalists who want answers and you then turn and become belligerent Yes, which is what happened to him he became hostile mm. because yes. he can't defend him anymore so he has to feign some complaint some grievance against the journalists he has to throw them off track he has to intimidate them mm. Then he, he became somewhat unhappy and grumpy, and uh, and now he wants to be president. He realizes that his his, oh. his image—he oh, he wants deputy, to be president. Deputy, mm. his wow. image has taken a knock. Mm. I mean, his mm. image took mm. a knock drastically, mm. and he started in the last year or two started distancing himself from JZ. He says he's never been to Nganja. The ANC doesn't have a house <laughs> called Nganja. Whoever owns Nkanja must defend <laughs> the issues around Nkanja. Wow. Um, you know, he, that's a week or so ago, he said, yes, uh, certain, the Guptas have captured certain people in the ANC, not, not the, the ANC. whole ANC. Mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah, so he, he's, um, he's really distancing himself and, uh, that's what he needs to do because, uh, to be associated with Jacob Zuma these days, it's a, it's a major liability, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, um, make that's what make Gwathala um, Zuma's prospects of succeeding a former husband somewhat bleak, because of that association. Of mm-hmm. course, we can't we can't fault her for having been married to this man, uh, but the point is, <laughs> they do share kids. That's one. And secondly, uh, her campaign currently seems to be propped up by the same network. Mm, That that propped up Zuma, the Premier League, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and all of them uh, are not entirely honorable.
2: Yeah, beneficiaries of the patronage. Let's look at the other alternatives. So you you say impeachment is probably the the, the most plausible way in which uh, this term might end prematurely. Um, An overthrow, a a coup? Do you think that... uh, this is a plausible risk to the Zuma administration, or does he have the number one does south Africa is South Africa just not that type of a country, and does he have the security cluster in such a hold that this is this is actually not even a possibility because you talk you spoke about the capture of business and business can certainly fund coups no yes of course no no no
6: business uh Businesses are not entirely honorable as they like to claim that they are. <laughs> they're, not in, they're not honorable. Yeah. And, and, and they don't talk morality there. You yes. Know, uh, they talk top dollar. Yes. Um, the, army, the army for now is still fairly behind the ANC. Um, there's a great, great uh, emphasis uh, and yearning for stability um so i don 't i don 't see that there isn 't a gap between the political elite and the military brass mm. um that 's one and the ANC has managed to to take it over you know senior appointments this and that it 's not like you have the army controlled pretty much or predominantly by old Afrikaner generals, and the politics are are controlled by the n c You have a nice fusion nice balance mm. um so i don't i don 't see i don 't see a a coup but you might see a lot of uprising, a mm. uh, popular uprising, um, which would force the ANC to to perhaps consider the issue of resignation of JZ a lot quicker than they would have hoped.
2: Mm. Um, and and EFF certainly has the muscle to 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 drive that. Yeah, I
6: mean they they mobilised fifty people the 50, other day, thousand people, yeah, a thousand on a <laughs> Tuesday.
1: <laughs> In the sun <laughs> In the sun Well we yeah. don't know We don't know about In the it. sun That's Allegations Just just by the way yeah. Allegations and this Photoshop wasn't, is this a wasn't thing. Walking, yeah.
2: This wasn't walking This wasn't walking A fuse This was yeah. in the sun From Joe Berg's EVD To Santon mm.
6: So um, You 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 see what What uh, What Jay did in December Turned things Quite drastically For him uh, Before that You could forgive Some of the things That he was doing Mm. Uh, he's uneducated But he's nice You have an uncle like him Everyone's got an uncle like him Yeah yeah. So you're like And oh, you're
3: wow. like okay But he's not wow, it, Yeah oh.
6: but he's not staying permanently He's moving on he yes, yes, kind of yes. looked the other way But what he did in December By firing Nene Bringing in Van and no one knows And this and that The country loses a lot of money. It's like he's he's consciously sabotaging the economy. Yes. You know, he became a saboteur instead of a guardian of the public purse, Mm. you know, threatening our entire future as a country. Mm. So that, that forgiveness quickly turned into resentment. No, no, this time I must go. Mm,
3: mm, you mm. know,
6: so, so you don't have patience for him anymore because you also fear that he might inflict even more damage in the last two or three years. Mm. Uh,
2: Especially you know. when he's got nothing to lose. Yeah.
6: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, Or a lot to
1: gain. There's mm.
6: just a lot of things. And, and it's like he's sitting there thinking, okay, how else can I fuck them up? <laughs> 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 but
2: uh, but, but so, so again it goes back to the guys who are sitting there at which point do they say my political so you spoke about Bob uh, Gueto thinking about his political future at which point does everybody else start thinking this is not go- this is not a good idea as 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 Sisulu it's not a good idea for me to go up there and try and defend this man because I am going to be seen as you know they're going to just play the clips of me defending this man and That's the end of my Political career Especially if I've got If I'm not qualified To do anything else In this world Well they They have to You know Suss out
6: the Atmosphere to check if it's safe to come out, Mm. Uh, because ultimately, I mean, you know, these are these are working people, Mm. uh, their families, and this and that kids at private schools, Mm. driving a Mac, you (laughs) you don't want to lose your Mac. Being (laughs) driven in a (laughs) Mac, yes. (laughs) So and 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 politicians are very good at self-preservation. That's all they do. So if, if if they think they're safe, um, if, if they know that JZ will not come at them with any file of having stolen money, this or that, uh, some of them will will, will come out. Um, I mean, Paul Mashatile, I think, will be one of them coming out now because he's not even in parliament anymore. Mm. Um, so you'll have more and more of such individuals coming out. Uh, it's, it's a question of in timing. And some certainty or some indication that there will be people behind you. <laughs> you don't want to lead. Well, it's uh, <laughs> and the next thing you look, like 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 Mpalula, like like
2: Mbalula, like, Mbalula, like Mbalula was accused of having of having of having turned the corner very quickly to Malema.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm interested to hear. Um, you know. Th- Rory you you mentioned assassination Attempts and I I laughed at you A little bit political theorists say that Most assassinations slash assassination Attempts actually come from Within their their Constituency Mm. people who are Dissatisfied as to where this you know person is supposedly going we 've had assassination attempts and assassinations in south africa 's past during apartheid uh, when right wing people were not happy that apartheid government looked like it was changing so they assassinated a president um, we know that zuma 's wife Did some poisoning Maybe it was just Bad cooking I'm not sure Maybe it was just Bad cooking An alleged
2: poison plot Mm.
1: Do you think That there's any Chance of An assassination attempt In South Africa Against Zuma um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs>
6: uh, yeah, okay. you so don't want
2: not, to. trust me. Don't trust me. You don't yeah. want. You don't want to be that guy. That like, but so yeah, their possibility.
1: You'll find yourself <laughs> in Pretoria very quickly.
6: There you see, you see my yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Is like, hey, yeah, yeah. Quick,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, But, 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 So, so the media last year did report of a poison plot aimed at Zuma and spearheaded. Get it spearheaded by his one of his wives, Nompumelelo <laughs> uh, Whatever happened to that investigation, and uh, what's what's happened to the president's wife, uh, and 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 who could have who could have uh, misled her down this path? Do you think it was some of the comrades? Well,
6: I mean, I don't know whether it was political or whether it was a domestic squabble. Mm. Or perhaps mm. she wasn't getting enough visits uh, from the
2: president. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something else. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm glad it ended at visits. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, and uh, it, interestingly, which is quite revealing of what happened, uh, pretty much confirms that there was a poisoning mm. because the issue was handled by the Minister of Intelligence. Mm. It hasn't been handled by the police generally. Yes. Uh, and she has apparently since been kicked out of the house, mm. um, and and uh, soon after that, or so in the midst of all that, the president's weight dropped mm. drastically. Mm. Mm. Um, and people who saw him in in Russia said he looked blue, mm. um, and it wasn't because of the cold. No, it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't. Uh, it was terribly ill. So so poisoning confirmed pretty much. Um Oh it's 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 the motivation behind whether it was domestic uh, squabble or political mm. <laughs> what, what what do you think
2: what, what do you think on a, on a balance of probabilities what do you think You're it
6: was? I, 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 don't know.
1: Squabble
2: stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
6: I don't know I'm afraid I think we'll have to address that question come a, you you
2: you knew, you told us about Gumandatage uh, and so on things that we wouldn't know you I mean, don't you have an in into the zuma household which what which one was it you uh, seem I, to I have some no I don't <laughs> I don't think the president
1: denied, denied, denied. I'm interested, you know. As we close off with Mklobisi, um I'm, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts about um, students. Mm. Um, the uprising of the youth um, has been a big, big theme in the last two years, I would say, and it seems to be getting great, you know, growing a lot of uh, momentum. And Zuma didn't address education. He didn't speak to the youth at all in his Sona speech. it I think it was a, probably a mistake, you know, missed opportunity. Uh, you, as you corrected me, you're now head of political science at UJ, so you know a little bit more about students than I do these days. Is that going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Is that going to be the one that's going to get Zuma out? No, the I one think, he never expected?
6: I think they've been quite good with responding to that, to that demand. Um, and that has been the best thing uh, that has happened in the last uh, two years or so. Um because education really is is a is is a very fundamental enabler. Um, you know, for especially for black kids, working class kids, to make it into middle class circles. Um and and they they have a lot of support, uh, public support behind them. And that is why the ANC didn't quite resist that that much. <laughs> um because it's also part of the Freedom Charter, uh, to some degree that you cannot deny
1: uh, education it, for all right it's
6: also punishing them for the disadvantage of the past yeah. um you know so yes it was it was a mistake they were panicking they were focused more on on the economy everyone wanted to avoid being downgraded um my sense is that uh, um, uh, a doctor played in Zimande when he's not uh <laughs> focusing on communist party things mm. <laughs> <laughs> will pay a great deal of attention on this thing uh, during his speech. It's it's they know that they keep they need to keep the youth uh, constituency behind them. They have seen that uh, the youth hasn't lost its uh, mojo. Mm. Uh, mm. Exactly mm. and and um, and they wouldn't want a repeat of what happened. So Blade Zuma will tell us a lot more when he does speak in parliament.
2: Well, wouldn't they be see as we wrap up with you um, three years that we we have to wait for Jacob Zuma to leave office. The South African citizen is sitting there and saying, you know, this is an abusive relationship that I'm in, Um, not just with Jacob Zuma, but just generally the electoral processes. We're told to participate, but I have five years, five years of this, and there is no recourse in the middle of that to do anything. You know, once the party, as we've seen with the ANC, once they've they're in parliament, and once they have elected the president, essentially, there's nothing that the man in the street can do about that. Uh, the party can just surround him and insulate him, even when the people that elected the party are demanding that he goes. Where to from here? What needs to change so that so that South Africans have more recourse, and maybe that w- which might make the presidents that come in future to feel like, you know what, I have to keep these people happy. I can't continue the way that I'm continuing um political
6: system is, uh, by and large, a reflection of its own citizenry. If we are uninterested, uh, then they can get away with a lot of things. But if we, when we do get unhappy and we show that unhappiness, then they are likely to respond.
3: Mm.
6: We have uh, local government elections coming up now, uh, I'm told August somewhere there, and then, you know, you would have to exercise your vote in a way that shows your unhappiness. Uh, and beyond that, there will be protests most likely um, to register people's unhappiness about this and that. You need to participate in that. You need to call into radio stations, participate, and, and show your unhappiness. So, so, in other words, you need to be a vocal citizen, mm. Um and and that's that's the good thing about south africa to some degree that we still have our culture of protest mm. we are aware that we deserve a lot better uh people died for where we are now they surrendered their lives so that we could live in freedom and 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 whenever we are unhappy we we manifest that unhappiness uh, and one hopes that we keep that tradition because that tradition is our only defense against abuse
2: Mm. And uh, so practically, you're saying that to get onto the streets, go and join the the students um, on UCT campus in UJ. That's the only way that we're going to be heard. It, are there other ways? Because it seems that's just those are the. It seems government won't listen to to us unless we're burning something.
6: Well, that's in a in a democratic society. Those are the most effective ways. They are not the only ways. In fact, they are the most effective ways. Um, you know, stop whining over dinner, wine and this and that, and mm. do something.
2: That's a good way to end it.
1: Andrew! You, Let <laughs> <What? me see. laughs> you have been a light of uh, a lot of intellectual stimulation for, for me personally. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Uh, it's in Ndletian, head of political science at UJ. Have I got that right?
6: Not head, uh, but, uh, professor of, professor. of oh, Let's just get you, let's just make you head. It's fine. Everyone's doing it these days. Everyone's
1: doing it these days. <laughs> yeah,
6: with JZ's Everyone's connections, I'm sure.
1: Exactly, exactly. Everyone's doing it these days. Everyone's doing it. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. We also spoke to Chris Vick and Marion Merton from the Daily Maverick. Rory, very quickly, three years, do you think he will last? I don't know. So
2: I still have that worry that, uh, and uh, we didn't ask them to be Let, let's, let's just ask him very quickly. I know Duncan wants us to end. 30 seconds. We are facing a potential uh, downgrade, uh, uh, to junk status. If we remove a president, isn't that just going to make things worse for us? If the replacement is better
6: than the person being removed, then I think that would be a best way of restoring confidence that things will be different for the better.
2: Yeah, even if it's our second president who does not complete the term, would that signal anything? And might that create a precedent for others to say, oh, okay, so if somebody comes and wants to sweep clean and remove corruption, we're going to remove him as well?
6: it's It shows that when something goes bad, when we have mediocrity, we can sweep it away and aim for something better. Mm. I don't think anyone can complain about that,
2: yeah, especially uh, as far as Zuma's concerned, mm. Andrew, you are very angry, and this is why we're having this show what do you, How do you feel now
1: you i feel, feel I feel great, I feel great rory i think uh, I think we're all aligned, which is amazing. everyone seems to be singing from the same song sheet, which is zuma needs to go simple as uh, that what are you going to do about it as uh, always ask, listen, what are you no, going to do about the it the best words of today must have been uh, Zuma uh, is what did Rory say Zuma is da 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 what Zuma is what? Zuma is da da da, da, da. <laughs> have yourself a lovely day thank you so much to all our guests hey it's been two hours of uh, Frankly Speaking if you missed any of it catch it on the website www.cliffcentral.com forward slash Frankly Speaking have yourself a great day here is the best of Zuma <laughs>
0: I've never dodged questions in this parliament. Your legacy can be summed up into three things: Mushiniwam, there is no case against me. I never took up a penny. Guptas, he made a serious error when. He appointed Van Rooyen as a minister of finance to appease the cultures and, in doing so, wiped out almost 700 billion rand of wealth in South Africa. The president remained silent. We can tonight discuss the job of one man. There's no money that I'm going to be paying back. Or we can discuss the jobs of 8.3 million. Even if we are discussing very serious matters, I a man stand up, point of order. Yes They do not get any living wage And they do not qualify for houses, cars, clothes And education for their children <laughs> <laughs> We cannot respect a man personally responsible For the building of Nkandla and the firing of Nkandla A broken president, a broken country My babo Wanda Msebens Because if he was an honorable man, he would do the honorable thing and resign. Give us a mandate, Msholos, to handle your exit in a dignified manner. Further, and to avoid another embarrassing sitting president scoring own goals... He has stolen from us. One he has collapsed members. the economy of South Africa. He has made this country a joke, and after that, he has laughed at us. We cannot allow Zuma oh, yeah. to do as he wishes in this country. We are not going to allow that. With we are doing. Of- we They're are doing what we are doing because we do not recognize the him S- the Black as our president. He the is, is not, who have not our, president. our president.
3: This is CliffCentral.com